Gump sat alone on a bench in a park. My name is Forrest, he casually remarked. Waiting for the bus with his hands in his, his pocket. pockets. He, he just kept saying life, life was like a box of chocolates. He's, he's gump, gump, he's gump, he's not so bright. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back to the Dad in a Rock podcast. This is Sean. And this is Chris. <laughs> We're back after our camping trip uh, last week. How's it going? We survived the wilderness we sure and did. a torrential downpour. <laughs> yeah, a lot of rain. <laughs> rain to the point where uh, I never knew you can hear rain coming through a forest. <laughs> Man, that was kind of freaky. I was like, is it wind? Is it? I'm like, uh, and then you're like, no. That's rain. Get under this cover. <laughs> it sounded like uh, like white noise just increasing in volume, and you and I just looked at each other like, um... <laughs> and it was just a wall of rain that just went right past us. I've never heard rain coming before, and I guess it's not unheard of, but just hearing it was one of the eeriest things that I'll never forget. It's like just slicing through the air around us. <laughs> well, that Saturday was, uh, was nuts. Yeah, we got up. It was really nice, really kind of uh, really warm. And we decided to get up, take the kids over swimming. They enjoyed swimming. We could, we called that about right. Oh, yeah. We were worried a little bit later in the day if we kind of banded all our, like, activities too early. But if we waited much longer, we would all have been floating away down that lake. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, we had a decent time. The kids had a great time. I think we peaked a little early Saturday. You're right. The weather wouldn't have really let us have a good time later in the day. But they enjoyed themselves. Oh yeah, they were. They had a blast. I know Zach was already asking about next year, and I've already got some ideas on uh, how we can kind of have them enjoy their time, and then us kind of you know have our time as well. Uh, Think about bringing my other tent and setting up a, a tent just for the kids. Oh yeah. So they'll kind of have their own setup. We'll have two tents, and then we'll have you know the other one for us. And we go to bed later, or I need to get up earlier, or need, or just need to get up in the middle of the night because our old man bladders are gonna make us pee. We won't interrupt the kids at all. Yeah, that'll be intense. <laughs> oh yeah, boom, but a boom. I see. What you did there <laughs> uh, cricket cricket oh man but yeah i mean we had a good time we got the video up that, that was a first for us and you know, showing you our face here and you always always you know hear our voices but seeing uh, the faces that go behind us may be a little terrifying for you and hopefully you'll come back yeah hopefully you could see us i mean it was a little dark by the campfire hopefully you could hear us with the amount of bugs all the, the trees bugs. <laughs> those cicadas man were super freaking loud it was ridiculous even listening back on like you know on audio or the podcast it's like man i feel like you're actually in the forest with us yeah i liked it it was something special though it, it kind of puts you right there every time i watch the video it just takes me right back to uh being surrounded by those woods yeah well, even while we were out there though we started uh listening to some some music and some some goofy things that we used to listen to in the past and i mean weird owl was right there for us we started listening to some of his newer stuff some of his older stuff so we thought why not actually have a whole episode on him alone? So, so what do you what do you think? Are you ready to dive in on this? Yeah, let's talk about Weird Al Yankovic. Talking about someone that's got some staying power with some weird, funny music. <laughs> <laughs> a guy with such uh, career longevity that you and I were looking at this. I mean, his first single, "My Bologna" from 1979, a parody of "My Sharona," of course, just him and his accordion. 1979, and he's still making music as of 2020. That's nuts. It always went, I always wonder, how can he make this music? How can he get away with this? Because, I mean, clearly, outside of the lyrics, the music is the same. Right. So I'm like, how how's he doing this when, like, Pharrell, for instance, is getting sued for copyright you know, infringements <laughs> and, like, paying all this back when you, you can clearly hear, like, for instance, uh, Party in the CIA is clearly Party in the USA. <laughs> and he just changed you know, the lyrics to go along with it. 
And uh, I just kind of looked into it, and apparently there's something called the Fair Use Act. Right. Uh, within copyright, where a parody can go ahead and take the original to make its point, but has its own creation, you know, with inside of it. So... I was like, that's that's pretty interesting. I never really dove into that before, but I was always kind of curious. Yeah, I mean, he is the master of parody. He's able to work that parody law pretty effectively, I'd say. I mean, he made a whole damn career out of it. Yeah. (laughs) A career that spanned longer than any of the artists that he's parodied, pretty much. Hey, longer than our lives to this point. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Oh, man. And, and And it just happened. Like, I was watching, I think it was, like, Entertainment Tonight or something, and they were like, hey, Gangster's Paradise and Coolio is turning... 25 was released in you know, 95 August 8th. Yeah. I'm thinking what are the chances? And my first thought was Amish Paradise. Sure. <laughs> when was this released? And it was released a year later so that's turning 24 so you know the, the planets are aligning for you know Weird Al to be talked about right now. Yeah I remember like I, as a kid before we met you know we met when we were 10. I remember Weird Al like I remember he has a very iconic look especially the Weird Al from the 80s you know like the perm hair and the big glasses mm-hmm. and the little pencil mustache the hawaiian shirts i mean he was like a cartoon character like a peewee herman or and like i was aware that he existed and he made music like i'm you know i have maybe some memories of his michael jackson parodies more than anything like fat and eat it but i didn't really get into him as far as buying albums and stuff like buying his cds until way after you and i had already met yeah now see unlike you i didn't know you know fat and eat it right i mean my first real like exposure to him was amish paradise yeah and we got they got the album up. I think it was Bad Hair Day. It was, and you know, we went into Amish Paradise, and it's going. And all of a sudden, I'm like, this is awesome. <laughs> and then, I mean, we also liked you know Jurassic Park, so we went back and we got Alapalooza. Yeah, that that's the album that came out prior to Bad Hair Day, Alapalooza, which had you know the you know, Jurassic Park song on it. So it was it was something. I mean, it was it was funny it was catchy and it was one of those things you just couldn't stop listening to for any given reason i mean that may be why it's still around now people just <laughs> listen to it once I'm like i've got to listen to it again i don't know why i'm listening to it again but it's it's awesome you and i were so eclectic with our music taste and probably still now but like when we were like 11 12 13 i mean you know if oh no don't send us down this road just we got some bad music well in the I'm, look i'm just saying like <laughs> as far as like a stack of cds if we put our cds together you would have seen weird al yankovic you would have seen the fugees <laughs> boys to men boys to men uh i had a like a, a looney tune parody album where they sang the beatles songs like uh, Tony Braxton. Yeah, like just <laughs> such a weird collection. I had like soundtracks, like the Flintstones soundtrack. Um, the Metallica, the Black Album kind of slid its <laughs> way in there. I mean, it's just, we were all over the place. Yeah, we were. But I mean, speaking of Amish Paradise, I remember specifically what probably what brought you in too was that video. I mean, the video was like so, it was so well made. It was so well done. It got its point across. It was such a like a just, well, just a great parody of, of Gangster's Paradise. Uh, like the you know the 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 scene where they're kind of going through the chorus and there's like a black background and like a spotlight on him and he's like drenched in sweat and singing just like uh, the artist that was singing with Coolio on on you know his track so I do, do you remember like ordering the video on those like remember they used to have like hotline numbers and like there was a TV channel where you would call the one eight hundred number and pick a song to play for the video to play do you remember that I remember exactly what you're talking about no I never did it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> But yeah, no. Uh, yeah, I mean, you're right. I mean, the, the the video parody is just as good as the actual song parody, which yeah. is which is pretty mind blown by itself. Usually, the the song itself is what you stands on. 
but you can look at the two videos side by side as they're playing and you can see the similarities you can see you know what they were going for and they landed it magnificently yeah i mean his videos they're kind of almost you know they have like comedy skits within them sometimes like i'm remembering like the fat video he was in with the fat boys at the time <laughs> You ain't fat. You ain't nothing. <laughs> and just like, I mean, which, he, you know, eventually he kind of took that idea of having these skits and made his whole, made his own movie, UHF. I don't know if you've ever seen that. That's from the 80s. And it's, I mean, it's basically his brand of humor in an entire like parody film. Now, I know of the song UHF. But no, I've never actually seen the movie itself. See, now you're going to send me down some rabbit hole, (laughs) some Amazon thing, or ordering it. Or even if I can get it in any other type of media outside of a UHF. (laughs) We've got it all on UHF. Yeah, it's good stuff. But So you and I, we kind of found him right around that time of Amish Paradise and Bad Hair Day. And I think that probably opened up just a wormhole for us. Because I think you and I kind of backtracked. We got Alapalooza and started listening to some of the early stuff. You and I were like taking turns like buying the the older albums and discovering some of the stuff he'd already done well then those yeah we, we, we kind of went backwards and then you were kind of following you're doing the accordion should you say <laughs> so we were uh, you know, doing our own type of polka i mean we were just going through them and there's the songs on them and just it's fun i mean even nowadays i mean you break out i mean it's, it's like i got a little age on now but white and nerdy for some reason I, I love that song. <laughs> I don't know the original, really. It's just one of those, all of a sudden, I think Weird Al, I'm like, yeah, they see me mowing my front yard. <laughs> and I'm like, you know, that's me now. I'm white. I'm mowing my front yard on my mower. <laughs> they must think I'm white and nerdy. Yeah, you're right. I Like, you know, it had been years, I think, since I bought a Weird Al album. By this point, it was like 2006, so we were well past our... <laughs> <laughs> awkward uh, tween age, right? But yeah, there was that uh, pretty popular like rap song that came out at the time, like "Riding Dirty" by uh, Chameleon Air and Crazy Bone. I don't, I don't know if you're familiar, but uh, <laughs> I'm not. So I am awfully white and nerdy. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if they were like one-hit wonders of the mid-2000s. But yeah, I mean, they were even oppressed. Like the way Weird Al was able to parody their song, but basically keep up with the same sort of cadence and speed in which they were rapping. They were like uber impressed. And there were clips of them all over just like bowing in praise of Weird Al Yankovic. <laughs> Not only did they agree for him to do the parody of their song, but they were actually like pleased. They were like, oh man, we finally made it. Weird Al's doing a parody of our song. And, and that right there should be the gold standard. I mean, yeah, yeah, everyone wants, you know, Grammys and everything. But if Weird Al is willing to put his name on a parody of your song, I mean, that that should be the pinnacle of, you know, your music career. <laughs> <laughs> so you were talking about, like, the cadence of songs. And the first song that came to my mind was Couch Potato. Yeah. that uh, He went ahead and remade Lose Yourself by Eminem. And I could not believe that he still had it. <laughs> he was quick. Oh, yeah. I mean, I I love You Lose Yourself. That's one of my top Eminem songs I really enjoy. Right. I uh, talked about, you know, in eclectic you know music catalog that we have but it's just it's fun listening to him sing the song and knowing lose yourself as well as i do it's just the pace it it stays right there with it yeah and it it blew my mind honestly yeah i mean his albums the parodies they introduced me to songs of the time like you know they actually made me aware of especially around like the grunge era Mm -hmm. i mean he made me aware of like nine inch nail songs you know it's just like craziness like i first heard these songs on a weird owl album and that's how i like you know discovered them and then i would move on to actually listen to the real artist from there uh there's a bunch of artists i I kind of discovered that way it's crazy so we're living in the fridge you can't (laughs) help that stuff from 
growing. <laughs> yeah. There are countless times where just in a day, you know, you peek in the fridge and something's there too long, or you think about the Amish, or God, you think about anything, and it just kind of springs to mind Weird Al lyrics. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it's it's a part of, I think, pop culture as, as a whole. Yeah. I mean, he's 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 a part of it, no matter what genre you're looking at. It's like I said, we were talking about couch potato, but then we look at, like, like a surgeon. <laughs> right. It smells like Nirvana. Yeah. I mean, we're, we're all over the map here. Yeah, and a lot of times, like, my wife and I will be listening to the radio, and we'll just have, like, uh, you know, the 90s channel on Sirius XM or whatever. Yeah. And I'm singing, but I'm singing the Weird Al lyrics because those are the <laughs> ones I know. The wrong words are coming out. Yeah. yeah. And she's like, I don't know... I don't. I wouldn't say impressed. She's not impressed. Oh no, we can't impress our wives anymore. No, she's somewhere between disappointed and impressed as far as how much <laughs> how I actually know the lyrics, but they're the entire Weird Al song. Oh yeah, no, I'll sit back and I'm like, it's over. I'm like, that's not information I should have stored in my brain for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot more important things that should be in there. Yeah, so I know earlier you were kind of looking up uh, on the internet some of the uh, songs that are considered some of his favorites, the top 10. I think there's a website, rare.us, that actually listed a top 10. Yeah, they went through, and uh, Rolling Stones did too, but uh, Rolling Stones is very uh, stingy <laughs> with their list, and they make you go ahead and subscribe, and I was not going to subscribe <laughs> for a list of Weird Al songs, uh, so sorry Weird Al, but uh, uh, I had to find them somewhere else. <laughs> yeah, not sorry Rolling Stone. Yeah, no, yeah, exactly. You're not taking my, you know, 10 bucks a month for, you know, <laughs> nothing. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, they gave us a top 10 here. And uh, what's got, what's, let's just start at the bottom. We've already talked about one of them. My Bologna. Bologna, yeah. I don't have a real, like, memory of this one a whole lot. It's just kind of, I know of it. Yeah. But uh, you said it was kind of one of your first ones you remember? Well, I mean, this was the first one that he did. This was the one from 1979, the uh, My Sharona parody, where it's pretty much, I think it's just really just him and an accordion. He used to look up to this guy called Dr. Demento on the radio. Like, basically, he was Weird Al's Weird Al. This Dr. Demento guy used to do, like, song parodies and, like, comedy skits and stuff, too. So Weird Al, like, emulated this guy, and he was trying desperately to, like, break into the radio business and do what Dr. Demento was doing. Eventually, he did. Dr. Demento took notice, and then he went on tour <laughs> with Dr. Demento. <laughs> and, uh, well, eventually, you know, he kind of rose to his own comedy stardom himself. But, yeah, My Bologna, it's, uh, you know, it's basically, it's, it's Weird Al, his accordion, doing a song parody, and everything sprang from that. That's the beginning of the pocus. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, the next one here is I Love Rocky Road. Yes. Uh, th- and that, I mean, that's a classic. I just watched that video the other day, actually, and it's really, really funny. So the video has him, like, just entering into this ice cream shop, but, like, he's got the Joan Jet attitude. Like, he's walking in, like, he's very punk rock, and the patrons of the ice cream store are just, like, falling all over him <laughs> as he's, you know... <laughs> trying all the different ice creams and stuff and uh i mean it's probably much just shot it might have been even shot in a real ice cream (laughs) restaurant for all i know but um i don't know just even back then like he had his uh music video game on point yeah i mean that one i mean that's another one there i know i just i don't remember it i think as well as you do now we're starting to get like you're pitiful it's like number eight and I'm, i'm singing that one in the back of my head so I know that one like just comes right back to me, <laughs> and why some like latch on to me and some don't. Yeah, I, I don't have like a reason or you know a rhyme or a reason to why they do what they do. Yeah, but uh, that one there, I think that's was it's you're beautiful. 
I think I actually enjoyed that one for a while for some reason. Right, the actual song? I think, uh, God, yes. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I can't believe I'm admitting that here on our podcast. But uh, when he went out, put you're pitiful. I'm like, oh, okay, now I feel pitiful for liking you're beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> so I, th- I felt like he was making like fun of me just through his own music <laughs> <laughs> like a surgeon we already kind of talked about i mean that was madonna's like breakout hit when uh you know this is back in the uh, early to mid 80s still with uh, like a virgin and every time that song comes on i'm like i said i'm singing the weird al lyrics <laughs> yeah i go right to like a surgeon yeah i'm the same way with that one Cutting there for the very first time <laughs> let me see here what's another one another one rides the bus yeah queen parody yeah i mean that's and that's pretty cool because we're going through all these and the only one that there was any type of like angst about is one we'll be talking about here a little bit you know towards closer to the top of the list is amish paradise he got permission to do all these right like he doesn't need permission to do these because it falls under that that fair use but he has enough respect for the artist to ask for their permission before he does it yeah and it's got i mean even in the early years people weren't saying no uh i don't think anyone in their right mind would say no nowadays just knowing you know how much more exposure they're getting from this and people it's reaching that wouldn't listen to their their music in the first place yeah, the uh, disparity from Coolio as far as using Amish Paradise slash Gangsta's Paradise, um, that was even like big news at the time because there's a big disagreement and like the video was out, it was popular, and this was just like you mentioned earlier, just like one year after Gangsta's Paradise from that movie uh, Dangerous Minds. You remember that with Michelle Pfeiffer? Yeah, yeah. And she was the uh, the the teacher, the you know, the hard knock school. The white teacher in the black school right. that fixes the school, you know, the yeah. stereotypical thing you'll see back then. Yeah, yeah that trope. Uh, yeah, I mean, basically, Coolio felt that the song was just too important and spoke too much to the uh, to the culture and stuff. And didn't he apologize later? Yeah, apparently it was just a miscommunication between people. Like, Coolio said no, but his people told Weird Al's people that you're good to go. And by the time that they got coolio's like feelings on it the video was done it was everything it was a, it was a go there was no stopping this train right and then later on down the road you know coolio went ahead and apologized he said it was just stupid for him to do you know just, just even to try to stop it and say no so you know those those fences been mended and i i really think amish paradise helped gangster's paradise and vice versa yeah because i think people that love gangster's paradise wanted to hear what amish paradise was just to be able to trash it <laughs> So I, because I mean, I think it was that time where everyone's like, you know, the, the rap world, you were on, you know, East coast, West coast or whatever it was, yeah. it was kind of, everyone was kind of clashing and you didn't want anyone to trash your music. So there, I think it reached more people through weird Al doing that parody than it would have if he didn't. And just like, you know, Amish paradise in particular, but really all the parodies that he does him and his band, I don't know how they do it, but when you listen to the parody version of these songs, it's not some like dip in quality where it doesn't sound as good as the original like as far as like instrumentation um as far as you know you can tell it's weird al singing but weird al actually has some range like he can rap and he has some singing range and like just the band like the guitars the um the the intro to amish paradise and gangsta's paradise it's the Mm -hmm. same intro with that instrumentation and until you hear weird al instead of coolio you can't really tell which is which yeah if you took away the just uh the lyrics and just yeah. listen to the you know, just a song by itself. You yeah, you can't. You would have a hard time separating the two. Yeah, like the presidents of the United States, uh, Lump and his uh, you know his version Gump. Like uh, <laughs> I mean, 
It's just like it, it. It sounds pitch perfect as a parody. Like they, they just know. I, well, I mean, they've been doing it for years, right? It's not just a guy in an accordion. He's got a whole band. Yeah, exactly. That he's been with, you know, forever and ever. So they're they're experts at this kind of thing, just emulating that same sound that these, you know, these pop songs and these rock songs come out with. Yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah, so keeping this train rolling, uh, we already talked about White Nerdy. Was that well, was the fifth song here? Uh, man, we've talked about Amish Paradise and Length here. Yeah. Uh, that's that. That was fourth. This was a brand new one to me. I have never heard this one. I never knew of this one. Uh, you told me about it last weekend during our camping trip, and you said you've got to listen to it. Right. And I'm putting now, and I'm like, okay, it's, it's another Weird Al song. I'm going to go ahead. I'm going to listen to it eventually. But I'm putting together notes, and I see it hit number three, <laughs> trapped in the drive-thru. I'm like, how in the world is this number three? So I put it on, and the video is, it's it's hilarious for one. Yeah. Because I'm sitting there, and all of a sudden, I'm picturing myself and Janessa, my wife, in the living room, you know, with the kids at you know the in-laws wondering what we have for dinner, <laughs> and how one's hungry, kind of one's not. Should we go to drive, you know, drive through? Should we sit in? I don't want to pay. Uh, the whole deal. Then getting up to the you know no to pay for it, and then you know not not, not taking credit, and then an argument ensues in the car between the two. <laughs> <laughs> with the uh, the burst of the uh, Led Zeppelin song every now and then when he turns the radio on and down and on and down. Yeah, or the guy behind him with the high beams on trying to blind yeah. him. <laughs> I mean, it's a parody of. Trapped in the Closet by R. Kelly, which in itself is, you know, this monstrosity of a huge, epic, long 12-minute song, I guess. And Weird Al, he didn't break it down and just do, you know, the standard three and a half minutes. He he went ahead and did the full parody, a full 12 minutes. <laughs> he went full force. <laughs> and, uh, you know, it's like it's an animated film. Yeah, the video itself is animated. It's like watching a short film or something. It's really funny. Very entertaining. And I think I texted you earlier. Uh, I'm not getting out of this car because it's got the bunny slippers on. <laughs> I was like, oh, that's too funny. Uh, but yeah, I mean, that one there, uh, I may have to go back and just listen to it again. You know, that one for me may have to be a video watch. Yeah. I don't know if I can actually sit through just listening to it. Right. Or maybe in the car if I'm in the drive-thru when it's fitting. But uh, yeah, just like playing it on my phone or anything when I'm actually like doing housework. Which has been my thing since we got back from our trip. I've had, like, when the TV's off, yeah. I've had Weird Al <laughs> Essentials on playing throughout the house. Oh, that's funny. And the only song that I've had to skip, and it's because of Zach and Skyler, is uh, Santa Went Crazy. Oh, the night Santa went crazy. I love that song. It is so funny. <laughs> But I cannot hear have Zach here. Yeah, you know Santa making sausage out of his reindeer. Yeah, it's pretty gruesome. Yeah, no, there's there's that there's a there's a line for you know my kids that until they get a little older, uh, we're gonna leave that one behind. <laughs> yeah, I mean that just speaks to not only does Weird Al do these parodies, which in and of themselves would be enough for him to have this you know this kind of career, then that's kind of what he's famous for, right? But I mean the albums that he puts out, he has originals on there too, like they're full fledged comedy albums, and that's another one i mean i think that was an original of his some of the other ones are like harvey the wonder hamster and God, just these like obscure <laughs> things but like he writes out these you know comedy songs they aren't really a parody of anything and, and puts them out too and and that's just one of them where yeah i don't blame you for not playing it for the kids because that's <laughs> it's really it's about santa going postal at the north pole <laughs> 
Uh, trapped in the drive-thru. I mean, that hit number three. Like I said, very, very surprised. Yeah. Uh, eat it. Not surprised this one's number two. Uh, yeah. And it's funny. I did not know this, though. But, like, eat it. And um, I'm fat. Uh, Michael Jackson actually has writing credits on those two songs. No kidding. I did not know that. Yeah. So he actually w- worked with Weird Al on those songs to make them as close to and as funny as possible. That's hilarious. Which uh, I thought that that's one of those little nuggets yeah. that I, I don't think I would have ever come upon if I wasn't like we weren't doing this actual podcast here and I wasn't tasked with doing some research, which, you know, I didn't, <laughs> I didn't do much research through high school. So this it's amazing. I've done so much as is. Yeah, we were too busy listening to Weird Al songs. <laughs> I was trapped in an Amish paradise <laughs> where I was running from you know, T-Rex in the rain. Don't want to argue. I don't want to debate. Don't want to hear about the kinds of food you hate. <laughs> That's awesome. When you think of the 80s, you think Madonna, you think of Michael Jackson, and, and he had uh, a couple of them from each. And yeah, I'm, I'm guessing that Michael Jackson was a fan if he went back to that well a couple times. <laughs> oh, he had to have. And I think Michael Jackson actually didn't want him to do one song. So he turned. He kind of politely said no on that one. And I think that's where they kind of started to work together Yeah. when it came to these two. Oh, it was black and white. Oh. Black and white, Michael Michael Jackson didn't want him to touch just because of the message that was behind the song. I'm seeing a pattern right. in a lot of these songs. If there's some like serious message behind the song, yeah. the artist doesn't really want them to either do the song or have that song in the forefront of the album. Yeah, and it seems like Weird Al has pretty much respected that and respected artists' wishes um, for the most part. I mean, Coolio is kind of a weird story there, how that went down, where that didn't really end up. But if Coolio was Coolio from the get-go, it was like, <laughs> you know, you know, I respect you, Weird Al, but not this one. And yeah. Weird Al actually got that message in like a, the same way that he's gotten messages from Prince and... Michael Jackson in the past, and we probably wouldn't have an Amish Paradise, to be honest. Yeah, I mean, you bring up Prince, and uh, Prince is notorious for the one that it's always said no. Yeah. And he never let him actually do a parody of his song. And uh, he respectfully stayed away from it. He didn't touch any of them, which, I mean, that right there has got to speak to a level of respect that he has for the creator of the song as well. He doesn't just say, you know what, screw it, I'm doing it anyway, which, like we were saying, he could do if he wanted to. Yeah, that's a shame, because I would have liked to see Weird Al done up as as Prince, because they had the same mustache, pretty much. (laughs) Could you imagine, like, a parody of Purple Rain? Oh, my gosh. That would have been great. Or was it 1999? I I could see more of a 1999 parody. Yeah, there's all kinds of songs that you could stick some funny lyrics into. (laughs) Oh, man. Yeah, I mean, uh, real quick here, we, we kind of touched on some of the ones that said no. Daniel Powder, Bad Day. I mean, this is a one-hit wonder, dude. Why would you ever say no? Definitely, I mean, this is a song, what, 10 years ago? Maybe 15 yeah. years ago? It was big when uh, American Idol was, you know, heyday of American Idol. When they're, you know, have a bad day, when they're yeah. going, being voted off. Uh, he said no, and but later turned around and said, you know, go ahead and do it. I mean, it was not a big deal. And Weird Al said, you know what? Sorry, bud. Ship has already left the, uh, the docking station. We're gone. Well, you know what? I mean, it would have meant more money in Daniel Powder's pocket at that point, because mm-hmm. I'm sure that the song had run its course by that point. So what do you put a parody out just to, like, beef up Daniel Powder's wallet? Weird Al was probably like, nah, I'm good. Yeah, that would have been buying the you know, the individual. You said no. I mean, you're one. Who are you to say no to me? Prince can, <laughs> Prince can say no to me. Who are you? 
<laughs> right. You, sir, are no prince. Exactly. But leading all this up here, I mean, is there, if you had to guess one, let's say without looking, knowing the list that we have in front of us here, is there one that you would expect to be one when it comes to the songs by themselves? Or is there anything from the top nine here that we've touched on already that is missing that you're shocked that is missing? Um, that's probably not a fair question because I love so many of these things and I'm not sure which ones caught on with the public and which ones didn't. Like there are ones because I used to, like we said we we bought full albums we weren't just buying singles or anything. Yeah, you yeah. and I used to listen to these full CDs over and over again. So I know like obscure stuff, you know. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know. I think the other the the Eat It counterpart, Fat. I remember that had a really you know big video and not a video or a song that could be made nowadays because it's pretty insensitive. Yeah, no. Oops. <laughs> um, but yeah, that uh, probably um, that's one that was I knew had some popularity to it. Jurassic Park is the one I'm shocked that isn't in the top ten there oh yeah uh, that's one that w- was one of my favorites but uh that and gump right i mean that, that's another big one that i'm shocked didn't you know, crack the top 10 here oh yoda how the heck could we not talk about yoda the the parody of lola yeah well we haven't gotten to it yet it was, it was on my on my radar to get to after we talked about the number one song sir oh sorry go ahead <laughs> <laughs> but uh the number one here is smells like nirvana ah of course okay boy yeah not only was smells like teen spirit the game changer for the music industry apparently smells like nirvana was considered his biggest hit i don't know about that yeah i, I have a little issue with this here i, I think smells like teen spirit i mean uh, don't hate me for this uh but it is one of the more overrated songs <laughs> In uh, music history, just because it came from Nirvana and it was, you know, the so was it? I think they're from the Seattle, you know, yeah, Seattle grunge, yeah, grunge, and it launched everybody. And like, yeah, it had, to me, it has no staying power. I listen to it now, I'm like, Bleh, next. Yeah, well, even as far as Nirvana songs go, like I, there are Nirvana songs that are I love way more than "Smells Like Teen Spirit," but that's the one that had the video and just like got everybody's attention. The look so. and everything, and yeah. then Kurt Cobain and the hair and right, you know the, the the pep rally type setup. Yeah, and really that the the parody song is just a song making fun of Nirvana. <laughs> <laughs> it's like you know what is this song all about can't figure any lyrics out how do the words to it go i wish you'd tell me i don't know <laughs> and it's really just like a scathing review of just how like nonsensical uh not only smells like teen spirit but like nirvana songs in general were and we i i'm kind of surprised that they even were cool about him making it since it wasn't about you know, it wasn't about eating food or... They were or, laughing at you know, him. <laughs> they were pretty yeah, much... Yeah, he was kind of poking fun at well, him. I don't even know. Well, I mean, if I if they say, you know, Weird Al's going to do a song, they're like, sweet, do a song. But I don't think Weird Al sharing the lyrics and everything that pointed <laughs> the song to him. So when it came out, they were probably like, damn. Oh, Weird Al kind of roasted us. <laughs> yeah, this, <laughs> this isn't as good as I was hoping it's to be. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Boy, but uh, I mean, there, and that's, I mean, the top top 10, you know, by Rare.us. I mean, it's all subjective. Like you were, like you were saying, we know so many songs that are deeper. I mean, I would have never put Trapped in the uh, in drive through in there. Yeah. I could have easily pulled that one out, put, put you, know, you know, Jurassic Park in there. Uh, one that I brought up. During our pre-show meeting here, before we started up, was phony calls, and you, you about, <laughs> you about lost it. <laughs> I just—it's funny because like a lot of these are like just in the file cabinet in the back, in, inside my brain. And you just need to give me the song title, and immediately it just makes me laugh. Just remembering what the song was about, the different lyrics within it, 
And it just, yeah, it makes me laugh. <laughs> well, I remember once again going back to our catalog of music we used to listen to. We, the, <laughs> the original song "Don't Be a uh, Don't Go Chasing Waterfalls." Yeah, TLC was a, you know an enjoyable song. Then all of a sudden, Phony Calls comes out, and it's if you have any type of connection to the original song, <laughs> and then Weird Al does an amazing parody of it. Right. It just makes you love the you know parody even more because you know. You have a background to the music. Exactly. Yeah. I'm playing music. I'm playing gold for Zach. And he's like, meh. And I sat back and I thought about that for a minute. I was like, why is he meh about this? Because he loves the Hamilton polka. Right. Which blows my mind. Like, why do you love the Hamilton polka? But he's heard me listen to the Hamilton soundtrack in the car. Yeah. So he has a connection to Hamilton through me. So he, he's kind of connecting the dots and he's enjoying it. Right. But he has no connection to Eat It or White and Nerdy or You're Pitiful. You know, there, there's nothing, there's no background. There's nothing there for him for it. Yeah, I can understand that. I think that's a, a part of the appeal when we were, because, you know, not only were, were we aware of the pop songs that were out in the 90s when we were kids and, and buying these albums, but of course we were aware of all the songs that had come out the generations before us in the 80s and, you know, he did parodies of these huge songs from the 80s and they were already in the zeitgeist, so we were aware of those too. And we were able to just follow along with every album. It's like, oh yeah, I've heard that pop song, I've heard that pop song on the radio. Yep. He doesn't do like obscure stuff. And it never fails, at least I think every album had the polka version where he just took a medley of all the different yeah. popular pop songs. Like, there was, like, a grunge version of this medley. There was, like, a pop song version. Uh, there was, a, like, an 80s version. And he would take, basically, pr- pretty much, I assume they're all the songs that he probably thought about parodying during that album, but just couldn't come up with a good idea. Just didn't have time for it. So he was it. like, well, let's just throw it in this medley where we actually do a version of the song, but it's smashed together with a ton of other top ten hits from that <laughs> era. Yeah. And put it to the polka medley, which is, they were always so much fun. Yeah, now then there is outside of the uh, the Hamilton one. There is one that uh, he jumped on, and I think it's one of the funniest recent songs he's done. And the reason I find it hilarious is more me being a troll uh, <laughs> with my like uh, wife's side of the family. It's uh, "Party in the CIA," which oh. is a parody of "Party in the USA." Yeah, and he loves "Party in the USA." Apparently, last year in school, during gym, they'd play it, and he's singing along with it. And he knows the kids' bop version of it, right? And he just loves that song. So when I started playing him "Party in the CIA," I'm laughing the whole song. Right, like I can't believe how much of a troll this song is. Yeah, the whole—I mean, all the way through it, it's, it's great. And he's like, "Daddy, can you play Party in the in, in the USA?" I'm like, "Sure, bud." I mean, you got to—he enjoyed it, but he likes the original more. Right. But there's that connection where he was able to enjoy the parody, but you know, still enjoying the, the main one. <laughs> so. It's so funny, and I'm willing to bet that he has your sense of humor pretty much. So as he gets older and he becomes more aware of these songs from the 80s, 90s, and beyond, he's going to have more of, a, of an appreciation yeah. for these parody songs, too. Yeah, because they're not going away. I mean, it, was a, it was a long period of time that I didn't listen to any like Weird Al. Right. And it's kind of it just kind of the ebb and flow of what I've been doing. Sure. Like, there's a long period of time I didn't listen to music, period. And I was all audiobooks and podcasts. And then there's a period where I get tired of just hearing people talking. I'm like, okay, now I need some music right. to break it up a little bit and then go back and forth. So right now I'm in that. Like today I had I had guests come over uh, for like a little pool party in our backyard. And uh, fewer than 10 people, people, don't don't, <laughs> don't, don't, don't start flogging me. Yeah, hey, relax. <laughs> in my backyard, you know, socially distanced. <laughs> Unless the kids were in the pool, I can't do that. But I have just the Essentials playing. I got like his best of album playing throughout the house. And Zach, Zach, oh, Zach, oh, he got... <laughs> 
I was playing one of the songs. I was like, I'll sing along with it. I was cleaning the bathroom. And then he goes to my iPad and changes it. I'm like, dude, oh. no, you don't. He's getting ready to put on like the Miz like play uh, song <laughs> in his entrance or something down those lines. I know he was going to one of his playlists. It's like, nope, nope, uh-uh. We're not, we're not playing that game, That's bud. That's funny. You don't touch uh, dad's iPad, change the station. Nope, nope. And it's funny because I had it on my phone, but I've got the app on my iPad as well. So he knows how to do it. Right. So when he's doing the dishes, he'll put his playlist on in the kitchen while he's doing his chores. <laughs> um, that's honestly, that's the only way I get through doing laundry or dishes or anything. Like I have to be listening to something, whether it's music or podcasts or whatever. Like I just got to be multitasking. So I get it. We're looking, living at the, in the fridge. I just keep on looking at living in the fridge. <laughs> And I just, I can't get over how how funny that one was. Yeah, so, I mean, you and I could honestly, we could go through each of his albums, his entire discography, and just list off some of our favorites one by one, which we're not going to do because we're already, <laughs> we're already coming uh, towards the end of the show as it is. But just as we wrap up here, like, are there any that come to mind that aren't listed here that are some of your favorites? Some honorable mentions? Probably on the spot. <laughs> uh, I mean, we talked about Gump. Yeah. Uh, Yoda. Yeah. Oh, eBay. That was a funny one. <laughs> yeah. The remake of I Want It My uh, That I Way. or That Way. Is, was that Backstreet Boys? Yeah, I think it was. Yeah. But uh, that one. So I wasn't really aware of that one. But I'm in the car and I'm singing it. Like, I'll, I'll <laughs> tell me why. <laughs> and, then I'll, and I'll stop and do the chorus. And <laughs> but uh, that one, that one makes me smile. There's a lot. I, I can't get over and I can't stress this enough how much his new stuff is just as enjoyable. Oh, yeah. As his old stuff. He has not lost a step at all. No. If anything, I think someone on Twitter said it. He's like a fine wine. He just gotten better over time. <laughs> Which is uh, which is funny. Yeah, and um, I'm the same way. I think as far as his older stuff, like I love "I Lost on Jeopardy." It, he just tells a story in that song, and it's just hilarious. Some of the new stuff. I remember listening to the Bedrock Anthem a bunch, which is uh, basically a parody of like the Red Hot Chili Peppers, a couple of their songs, but he puts it to being you know Fred Flintstone. Got a got a got a <laughs> got a woman named Wilma. Yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, those are some of my favorite too. I mean, there's countless. Like I said before, you and I listened to the entirety. Of all these albums growing up and you and i both i mean we went through a long span where we didn't where the albums like running with scissors or straight out of linwood or mandatory fun they kind of went by us as they came out but all it takes is just a little retrospective and now you have all these great albums that you didn't even know existed yeah there's this one little little hint of hey <laughs> have you heard this song and then you know, the Weird Al's raining down on you. <laughs> yeah, just like we're uh, 12 years old again. Oh, man. We went ahead and, well, we, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm just going to say I, went crazy on Twitter this uh, this past week when we got back from our trip here. Went ahead and with another one of our uh, friend of the show, uh, went ahead and put together a dad group to kind of help, you know, promote each other. And I put a poll out there and let me see if I can give you the exact wording of it. I went, Weird Al, well, what's your opinion on Weird Al? Good time or annoying? Now, this was, I was expecting, may, I, 10 votes maybe at most. I didn't expect anything from this. Dude, 216 votes later. Wow. Overwhelmingly good time. 87.5% of people you know, went ahead and said good time. No kidding. Wow, that's cool. Let's see if I can pull up some of the uh, Weird Al should have been inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. <laughs> I agree. Let's see here. It's kind of scrolling through. He's my hero, says on Second Watch Podcast. <laughs> uh, let's see. 
Oh, I kind of was talking back and forth with another one, so that I kind of balked at the a price of the ticket when he was here local to me. And I have Homer Simpson going, don't, and smacking his head on the bar, <laughs> which I think you've seen him, haven't you? I have. One time I went to go see him in a live show. My wife surprised me with tickets to a venue here in Louisville and at the Palace, and it was a great show. I mean, felt weird and awkward being so happy and delighted and singing along to every song. <laughs> and I'm sure my wife wanted to facepalm the entire time, but I had a hell of a time. <laughs> Well, you know, that is awesome that she took you. That that, yeah, that by itself true. speaks wonders of your wife, so. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the Dabbling Dads. That is the uh, the other fellow podcaster that got together with me and made that uh, that dads group on Twitter. So real quick, if you have if you are a dad, you listen to us, you have a, a Twitter account, DM me or us, DM the show. And we'll go ahead and get you in this here. So uh, promoting the shows, that's the main reason, retweets, uh, just support. I mean, that's what we're looking for. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of, you know, other ones out there that, you know, support each other, but they get so large. So if we were looking at getting one small enough just for like, you know, you know, dads and I mean, just kind of bouncing things off each other that we're all kind of commonly going through. So that was kind of the idea behind that. Yeah, there you go. At Dad Rock on Twitter. Okay, well, I think it's right about time that we jump into that Jeep. And cruise right into the cheesy. What do you think? <laughs> okay. As long as we're running from a T-Rex, we're good. <laughs> so I'm going to know we're going to buck a trend here. I'm going to go ahead and let you go first this week. So let's see if you can start us off with some crickets. Oh, okay. Get ready. Get ready for it. I'm ready. Hit me with it. So you know how we went camping recently? We went to a campsite there in Ohio. Um, and it turns out there you actually can't run around. You can't run. You can only ran. Do you know why? Why is that? Because it's past tense. Oh, wow. That was a fit. That, that really took me a second. I was like, oh, Rand, past tense. What? Ah, uh, yeah. You know what? Tip of the cap to you, sir. That, that, I, I, that one, uh, I was a thinker, but uh, that, that is a good one. I like it. Good. I don't there know you if go. I'm not sure if it's crickets worthy or not, but. Uh, that was, uh, I'm not sure if anyone else is going to enjoy that one as much Maybe as I Maybe <laughs> an audience of crickets. Who knows? <laughs> okay, I've got one here for you. Okay. Did you ever hear about what happened to the camper that came down with Lyme's disease? Mm, no. I didn't either, but I know he got really ticked off. <laughs> All right. That's not too bad. <laughs> okay, well, we started with the good one, ended with the crickets, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> Uh, I'm good. You know what? That that's if you've listened to us in the past, that is my goal. Crickets. <laughs> uh, but uh, we've kind of already plugged a little bit of the social media here: Facebook, web page, Twitter. If you're a, got a dad's podcast, go ahead and shoot us a DM. We'll get you hooked up in that group, so we can go ahead and you know follow each other, retweet shows, support everyone in any possible way that we that you know, we can. Uh, that that's kind of my purpose on Twitter is cross promotion and just helping each show and. Kind of speaking to that, uh, we're becoming a big boy show. What do you think of this? We're going to have a guest. Hey, wow. Did you ever think we would ever say the words, we will have a guest before? <laughs> no. I think it has all to do with us growing up a little bit. We turned one, now we put our big boy pants on. Uh, Wait a second. Is it going to be one of our wives or kids? Uh, well, no. They're, they're, I think they're ashamed of us here on the show, so <laughs> they won't join us. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, we have a fellow podcaster uh, by the name of John on the Basement Surge podcast. Okay. I listened to one of the shows that he was on with Fat, Drunk, and Stupid with Rob. Right. And they were talking about, you know, everything, Surge, and all of a sudden I wanted some Surge in the worst way. I was jonesing for some Surge, so I overpaid for a case of 
12. Oh, no kidding. 16 cans, uh, 16 ounce cans of Surge. And I think I paid like 30 bucks for them. My wife about smacked me. I didn't even know you could do that anymore. I thought that was a discontinued product. (laughs) (laughs) So I I found it on uh, Amazon. And we went ahead and took a picture of us toasting while we were sitting you know, by on the bank of the lake while the kids were playing in the water. Yeah. And I put us toasting both the Fat, Drunk, and Stupid podcast and the Basement Surge. And John responded, these guys know how to party. <laughs> so uh, I went ahead and reached out to him. We went back and forth for a little while. And uh, he's going to join us next week, uh, which be, should be a fun time. And his show here uh, is a lot about, like, uh, he's got a, t- a tabletop series going right now of games. And they're really diving deep into their, their Magic the Gathering decks and, you know, playing in the past. Oh, and, boy, yeah. You know, how uh, his co-host had a, an elf deck that... Uh, basically became banned because it was unbeatable. No kidding, yeah. <laughs> you and I are no strangers to Magic the Gathering. We had a few years there where we were playing it pretty hot and heavy. I really wish I had a lot of those cards still, man, because yeah. like Danny was telling me a lot of the cards that we had, there are a lot of value to them now. But uh, Oh, no kidding. Oh, who well. knows what happened to them? <laughs> they're, they're just long gone. Yeah. Stay tuned to next week. Basement Surge will be on here. It's going to be an awesome episode, you know, one of our special ones. Uh, but I think this is a good place, unless you have something else to well, add. Yeah, what do you think? Me, um, yeah, definitely looking forward to that. That'll be next week's show. Um, I say in the meantime, retweet us. If we missed any Weird Al songs that you know and love um, and want to uh, message those to us, any that we missed, uh, go ahead and let us know. Yeah, and publicly shame us, too, while you do it. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Uh, Join us on dadandrock.com, of course. Listen to past episodes and find links to all our social media pages. And I think that's about it. Uh, There we go. And I think that's a good place now for us to say that Dad and Rock Podcast is uh, signing off for the evening. Catch you guys next week. Dare to be stupid.